He is risen. He is risen indeed. service today as all things do in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Trusting in the word of life given in baptism, we are gathered in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God has given to all nations the repentance that leads to life. Let us come with repentant hearts to the God who makes all things new. Gracious God, we confess, we confess to you all the ways in which we dismiss the resurrection news. We are slow of heart to believe. We turn from others and retreat in fear. Come into our locked rooms and breathe into us your forgiving spirit. Reawaken our trust and strengthen our hope that we may be witness to your saving power. Amen. Peace be with you, sisters and brothers. In baptism, you have received an adoption, a spirit of adoption. You are God's children. In the name of Christ, your sins are forgiven. Rejoice and welcome this freedom as a gift. Amen. Amen. 
Let us now pray. Ever-living God, we thank you that you have overcome the old powers of sin and death through the mighty resurrection of your Son and have made all things new in him. Make us dead to sin and alive to you in Jesus Christ, for he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Amen. Our first reading for today comes from Acts chapter 10, beginning at the 34th verse. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we, the apostles, are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us, whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We, we were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. We will now speak Psalm 16, 1 through 11, responsively. Keep me safe, O God. For I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead. Or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Our second reading comes from the book of Colossians, the third chapter, beginning at the first verse. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven not the things of the earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel for Resurrection Sunday is Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. Glory to you, O Lord. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. 
Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go, tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. The Gospel of the Risen Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
Our text for today from God's holy word is the gospel reading from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. It's really summarized in in these words of the angel who said, He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Will you pray with me? Lord, we're so grateful to you on this most unusual Easter day. We thank you, Lord, for the good news of the resurrection that brings us hope and comfort and strength. Send your Holy Spirit out to each one of us through this word. In Jesus' name, amen. What are you afraid of? Well, I think for me, one of the things that I'm afraid of is heights. Always gives me the willies to look down over a, a, you know, an empty space below me. But I believe the best thing to do is to confront your fears. So a few years ago, as I've told you before, when we were in Costa Rica, I went zip lining, and at the very beginning, is a six hundred. You were six hundred meters from the ground as you zipped across. The, the face of a volcano, actually. So there I was, this uh, middle-aged butterball turkey, flying through the air 600 meters before the ground. What are you afraid of? Now, the interesting thing is that fear is often based in reality. In fact, if you had no fear whatsoever it wouldn't be a good thing. You'd be playing in traffic when you were a kid or touching the snow. Fear keeps us, in many cases, from harm. But fear also constrains us in ways. And of course, right now, we're living in a time of fear and anxiety. Fear of perhaps getting sick. Fear of losing our jobs. The resurrection of Jesus Christ speaks directly to those situations. The resurrection power that gives us the the power to face life and death with no fear. This was the first Easter. The disciples were crushed, overwhelmed with sorrow, Their whole world really had crumbled to pieces on Good Friday. Then early on Sunday morning as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a deep, deep faint. Suddenly, suddenly there was an earthquake. Earthquakes are not unknown in Jerusalem. It sits on the edge of what's called the Great Rift Valley that extends down through eastern Africa. But an earthquake with an angel of the Lord appearing was unusual. Can you imagine the uh, guards who were, were drowsy and half asleep, if not asleep, suddenly shaken from their sleep by this earthquake and this vision of a heavenly being, the angel? In a way, that's a picture of our world, isn't it? Our drowsy, sleeping world has been shaken awake by a great earthquake. A great earthquake of health. Think about it, a tiny virus. A virus is actually smaller than a, than a, uh, a bacterium. It's a tiny, tiny thing, and it essentially consists only of a strand of DNA and some protein covering it. This tiny, tiny thing on the very edge of life. They're not sure if to consider it uh, you know, life or, uh, or uh, not life. It's on that very edge. That tiny thing has brought down the entire world. The entire world 
has been brought to a screeching halt. Nations and humanity have been humbled. Suddenly, suddenly there's been an earthquake economically, certainly as a result of the uh, closing of the, uh, the economies due to the uh, coronavirus, but also here in Alberta with the collapse of the, of the oil market. At one point, it, uh, fell, Alberta oil fell to $3 a barrel. It doesn't even pay to sell it at that rate. Suddenly. And it's at that very moment of the suddenly that we need and see the power of God. Suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a deep faint. The power of God overcomes the most insurmountable of obstacles. I think we have been learning as a world who is really in charge. All the great wisdom and scientific knowledge of humanity has not been able to overcome this tiny strand of DNA. God is the one in charge. Well, the guards, of course, shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a deep faint. I think most people would when confronted by the sheer power and energy of God. They have no frame of reference in their previous existence and their previous experience to be able to understand what they had just witnessed and seen. For no one had risen from the dead before, at least not in this, uh, in this fashion. Jesus had raised some from the dead, of course, but not in this way. Well, this Easter then, and every Easter really, fear and faith intersect. It's said that the phrase or some version of it of uh, fear not appears 365 times in the Bible. Now, I personally haven't sat down and counted them. It's one of those facts that uh, Reverend Google comes up with. But I think it's, it's uh, worth, worthy of note. For every day in the year, God says, fear not. And why? Well, it's pretty clear here. It says, then the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid. He said, I know you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. He is risen from the dead. Think about it. A God who can raise the dead. And not just people who are clinically dead. We're talking about really dead. He had been in the grave uh, this was now on th on the third day after his death. A God who can raise someone from the dead can meet any obstacle in our lives. Doesn't mean those obstacles will be removed, but rather we have a God who will see us through those obstacles, just as Jesus Himself went through death. He didn't go around death. He didn't go over death. He went through death in order to overcome it. And he faced death down, just as he calls us to face our fear and confront them with faith. The angel went on to say, come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The resurrection is something that has to be seen to believe. 
Our risen Lord needs to be experienced. Come and see. This experience is not one that we can, can, uh, can have through our, phys our physical eyes, but rather through the eyes of faith. Come and see that he is risen. And when you have experienced that, when you have seen the power of God to raise the dead, then go and tell. Go and tell others this good news. Go and show others this good news. Go and live this good news. And as you do, Jesus will meet you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go, tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Do you notice what happens here? Jesus met them in their fear and confusion. They had very mixed emotions. They had emotions both of fear and joy. They weren't quite sure what to make of this because like the guards before, they had no frame of reference to understand what had just occurred. Jesus met them in their fear and confusion and said once again, don't be afraid. Well, Jesus meets us as well. In this time of fear, and yet also of joy, as we celebrate Easter, and we remember with fondness the things that we're not able to do now, but soon we'll be able to do again. Jesus meets us because he is alive. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
Let us now confess together our Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We want to thank everyone for their faithfulness in bringing their offerings and gifts to the church for mailing them in or um, using the automatic debit. As you can understand, this is a difficult time for, uh, for churches and for all sorts of groups as well um, when we're unable to uh, take offerings personally. We want to remind you that Holy Communion continues to be served on Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. And also, uh, uh, revival prayer is still happening on Wednesdays at noon. for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Lord, on this Easter Sunday, we give you thanks that you died and rose again. We give you thanks that at the power of your resurrection, at the glory of your resurrection, we have hope. We have hope for eternal life. We have hope that when our time comes to die, you may raise us with you on the last day that we may live with you in a bodily resurrection in the new heavens and the new earth forever. Lord, in this Easter season, we pray that many people would come to you. We pray people would see the beauty of your resurrection, that they may see the cross and realize their sin and receive the forgiveness that you freely give. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for the many people who cannot be with family at this time of usual celebration. We pray for the people that are lonely, 
Continue to be with them and comfort them. Help us as we cope with this quarantine and the isolation that comes with it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for the many frontline workers. We pray for all the people working in the hospitals, all the people working in the grocery stores and the pharmacies, the first responders, all the producers, and everyone else that keeps our supply chain and our health care apparatus going. Lord, give them the strength to continue to do the tasks that you have set out for them and keep them safe and healthy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who are disappointed in this season by all the things that are canceled. We pray for people graduating. We pray for people who are having their weddings canceled. And we pray for the people who are having funerals canceled, not being able to bury their loved ones the way that they would want to. So, Lord, have mercy on this time and give peace that only you can give. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, as we exit this season of Easter, help us to remember each and every day that we may glorify your name. For 2,000 years ago, you rose. And that promise with your resurrection is still good for us today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. We will now be doing communion online. And although this is not the way we would like to do communion, and this is certainly not the ideal way of doing communion, we remember that the Word is what makes the sacrament. And so bearing this in mind, I invite you, if you're at home prepared with elements, to grab some bread or a cracker, and to grab some wine or some grape juice or some other juice to celebrate communion with us. If you don't have those at the moment that we're doing this, I ask you to pause the video and if you want to take part in it, you can do that. If you're not comfortable doing this, then don't. It is something that should only be done with a good, clear conscience and in good faith. And so, without any further ado, all baptized Christians, whether Lutheran or not, who believe that the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ comes to us in, with, and under these gifts of bread and wine are welcome to the Lord's table. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks to his Father in heaven and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, after the supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks to his Father in heaven, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant. Do this in remembrance of me. Send now your Holy Spirit into our hearts, that we may receive our Lord with a living faith as he comes to us in his holy supper. Amen. Let us pray now the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, in a wonderful sacrament, you strengthen us with the saving power of your suffering, death, and resurrection. May this sacrament of your body and blood so work in us that we may live that the fruits of your redemption will show forth in the way that we live. For you and reign with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
Receive now the benediction of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sorry. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Let us pray. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord, and unite the wills of those whom you have fed with one heavenly food. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Receive now the benediction of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Go in peace and serve the risen Lord. Thanks be to God.